Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team from baseball's top personalities the hall of famer one of the great tv broadcasters bob casas is here on a's cast live to the a's legendary players five-time major league baseball home run champ mark mcguire is with us here you never know what stories you're going to hear you think about her lunch and run with our shirts off <laughs> <laughs> you would say this is a's unfiltered with chris townsend Time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. We've got the all-star Paul Blackburn. We've got Zach Jackson, who's doing a great job out of the A's bullpen, and Daniel Susek, first-round selection by the A's in the 2022 draft, and Henry Bolte from Palo Alto High, the second-round pick for the Athletics in this year's draft. But we'll start with Polly Winday. Here is the A's all-star. Paul Blackburn, the uh, the All Star, is joining us. As we just recently had him on that not that long ago, but a lot has changed. We got to talk about the suit he was rocking with the uh, with the bow tie, which was absolutely classic. We will play Connect Four, Cody. Me against you. We gave you the nickname Polly Winday. Now it's Polly All Star. How was it? It was a blast. Um... Just from all the festivities, sharing the moment with my family and friends, um, you know, it, it it couldn't get couldn't get any better. Um, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I feel like LA did a gr- very good job, just putting on a good show for for all the fans out there. And uh, no, it was it was a blast. All right, so take us through. You walk into the clubhouse. You're in the American League All Star Clubhouse. You've got all the stars of the game. Everybody's got their locker. First-time All-Stars always talk about that moment where you've arrived. You're now amongst the greatest in the game. What was that like? No, it was, it was really cool. Um, you know, we, we showed up uh, in the morning on the first day, right before Team Pictures. And, uh, you know, one of the coolest things, I think, from this weekend was just seeing all the different guys in the clubhouse from different teams, all the All-Stars, putting on their white jerseys yeah. uh, for their different for the different teams and everything. Um, that's something that, like, when I saw it, I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Like, you don't, you don't really – you don't ever see uh, in a clubhouse with, with you know, a, a Tigers jersey, an Angels jersey, a Mariners, Houston. You got all, all the American League guys in there in their white, in their white home jerseys uh, going out to take a picture. And I just thought that was a, that was a really cool, cool moment uh, for me just to, just to see in person. And it's so different than what it used to be because back in the day, all the guys – from different teams really didn't like each other and especially like 
Bob Gibson would not talk to National League hitters. If you can believe it, like Bob Gibson would not talk to Willie Mays. He would not talk to Hank Aaron. He wouldn't talk to those guys. He hated hitters. He knew he had to face these guys, so he didn't want to be friends. I have a feeling that's not the way it is now. I got to think there was much more of a friendly vibe. Yeah, no. Um, you know, everyone that I met there and talked to was was an, a, a great person. Um, it was it was all just everyone just soaking up. Uh, the festivities and everything. Um, you know, everyone kind of just getting familiar with each other, introducing each other for the first time. You know, there's a couple guys that I've met before, um, you know, that I saw again. Um, but no, there, there's nothing but, but love going on through, through that, that clubhouse um, with the guys and their interactions with each other. So you come out and you get on the mound, heart pumping? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could feel my legs running in there. Um, you know, it was, it was, I feel like I've, it was the fastest I've probably ever ran to a mound, um, <laughs> and my heart was just going. Like I was, I probably threw 15 warm-up pitches. I was just, just rifling, rifling through my yeah. warm-up pitches. Um, but no, everything, uh, everything was was great. The atmosphere was was amazing there. Um, it was just a really like surreal moment for me. Was there a game plan at all, or you just? I mean, you, you, I mean, you're not. You're pitching one inning. You got yeah. a couple guys you're going to face. I mean, wh- what's it like? You get out there. What are you, the catcher, how's it work? Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, I was told that I had the fourth inning, possible third inning, uh, depending on kind of what happened uh, in the in the inning. So before. you don't even know what inning. Yeah. So I was told the <laughs> I was told the fourth. Um, you know, I was warming up down there, and it was uh, in the top of the fourth. We scored three runs. So I'm down there just warming up, warming up, just like. Man, this is this inning. It felt like it was a two-hour inning uh, when I was down there. Um, and then the bullpen coach that was down there just let me know, like these are the guys that are coming up for them or slated to come up. Um, and then we went out there, and you know, I just kind of, I told, uh, I told Kirk kind of what I throw and yeah. threw all my, threw all my pitches to him in, in warmups. And then we just, we just went with it. We just, we, yeah, we just, he just kind of used, used my arsenal as, I feel like it's, as it would be used. Wife, child, suit, bow tie, all the pregame festivities. What was that like? It was it was really cool. Um, you know the whole just just the whole red carpet thing. Like you you see it. Um, you know I've never walked a red carpet yeah. in my life, um, and, and before that, and it was just I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, but it was uh, it was a I guess a once in a lifetime. Uh, kind of feeling doing that for the first time walking out there red carpet with my family uh, people have been they've been next to me you know my whole my whole journey through all of this um, and then just just seeing everyone else's uh, suits and just like they're just how they're dressed up and everything it was it was cool it was, it was a cool experience well it may be the first doesn't mean it's going to be the last and these kind of situations change a little bit right because you've now walked amongst the best when you walked out of the All-Star game and you head back, what was that feeling like? Um, and, uh, it didn't uh, – nothing really – it didn't really, like, hit me, hit me until uh, I kind of got back back to Oakland on, on Wednesday. Um, just just that's, a, that's really the, the first time I really had to kind of just sit down and, like, think about it. And it was like, man, that's cool. Like, I was just a big league All-Star. Like, that was cool. I met, like, all these great players. Like, I met all these great players right now, former great players. Um uh, just pick the brains of, of some of the best guys in the league right now. Um, it was it was incredible. The whole experience was just incredible. Did anybody give you a tip where you just go, ah, now that's a good idea? <laughs> um, 
No, uh, not not. I mean, tips, yes. Um, you know, I talked to uh, I talked to uh, Clay Holmes a little bit, um, just about like his thought process with his sinker. Um, I talked to I talked to Romano a little bit, not necessarily about pitch grip, just just kind of just chatting it up with him and talking. Um, and I, I talked to uh, McClanahan a little bit about just like his changeup and just like kind of what he thinks when he throws it and and all that and just like little stuff that you know might help me or I could try and see if see if it you know gives me a little bit of advantage or something like that. I, I feel like that that is uh, what is cool about about this game and like everyone's different every pitcher's different everyone thinks differently out there everyone has a different repertoire and just picking the brains of like what what's kind of going on in your head when you're when you're throwing this pitch and whatnot like what what's made this pitch like so good for you you know and I, I feel like that's that's just that's just what I enjoy so much about about pitching and being around pitchers it's so cool because I don't know where else and it's almost like a major championship in golf and a bunch of guys are on the range looking at each other's clubs and how do you hit it, you know. It's like where are you really gonna get this opportunity other than the all star game to get this type of talent together and to really kinda like swap stories because technically during that few days you're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, and I think that that uh that helps I think like an all star setting you know you have guys that are from the same team a couple guys from the same team know each other whatnot but most of the guys that came in at least like the first year guys they weren't they didn't really know many people so I think it just made it a little easier to kind of venture on over to somebody introduce yourself start talking uh, about baseball or talking about you know what you know like like I like watching you pitch because I like I like that you do this or whatever it may be um, little things like that just kind of opens up a conversation and then. You talk pitching, like I feel like every every baseball, at least every pitcher likes to talk pitching, um, you know. And it was, I feel like that everyone being in the same clubhouse kind of allows that communication to be a little more free than kind of walking up to somebody on the other team on the field and being like, "Hey, man, like, can I get a little tip?" You know, like you're just around them for for those two days, and you know they see your face in the clubhouse. You pass pass by and everything. I feel like that just that just helps with with opening the door to have those conversations. Well, I, I told you you're such a great story and I think an inspiration to a lot of kids. I can just tell you, I was down at the beach in San Diego for vacation. We're at Guava Beach Restaurant watching the All-Star Game. And my kids, who obviously, they've kind of grown up here in the treehouse and being around A's baseball, when you came on the mound, it's like, there's our guy. Yeah. So for all A's fans and for all the kids, when you took the mound, you're representing just not yourself, just not the organization. You're representing all us A's fans. Like, I think that's pretty cool when everybody's going, hey, that's our guy in the game. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it is cool. You know, and I, I tried to, uh, to go out there and, and do my best to represent uh, this organization, this city, to, to the best uh, of my ability. And, you know, I – I always talk about playing here and growing up here and, you know, how I really, really do enjoy playing in Oakland and playing, playing for the A's and just everyone that, that we have here, um, player-wise, coach-wise, staff-wise, you know, everyone that kind of makes everything click here. Um, you know, I've always felt like so much love from, from all of them and, you know, I just, just tried to do my best to go out there and represent the best way I could. Cody has to. Yeah, I got I to gotta ask. So what was the pizza choice the night before the game? Yeah, um, I had barbecue chicken the night the night before uh, I pitched. Um, yeah, it was uh, Yard House was was the only thing open right across the street, and ordered a barbecue chicken pizza from there. And you know, try try to stick to my same routine that I have uh, for for a long time now. 
Were you a little scared not having pizza the night before? Like, oh, no. No pepperoni tonight? Oh, yeah, you like uh, pineapple. Yeah, pepperoni and pineapple. Yeah, no, it was it – was, it was, uh, no, just, just being there, and you're, you're always running around doing something all day long, all day long. Like, and it's like, you know, the whole reason you, you came, well, not the whole reason, but you came to play in the game, and that's like the very, very last thing. So the, the two days are the day uh, before and, you know, half the day leading up to it. You're running around all this stuff. You're not even thinking about the game. You're thinking about, okay, like, I got to be here for red carpet. I got to be here for media. I got to be here for team picture. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, I got I got to pitch too, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was uh, an amazing, just an amazing experience. Well, you represented all of us well. You did <laughs> a great you. job. And let's end on this because I know you got to go. Um, second half. Thinking now about games. Second half starts. What are you thinking about? What are the keys for you in the second half? Uh, the keys for me would be just just staying within myself um, just trying to get back on track to kind of how I was to to start this year um, you know my last couple outings to to end it um, I feel like there's a couple of mechanical things that that were off uh, for me but you know just just fine-tuning a little bit a little little bit of that and uh, getting into a rhythm you know um, as a team I, I feel like we we made great strides to end the second half um, the last last two weeks I felt like we played really good baseball um, you know we took two out of three in Houston to end it which uh, is a very hard place to play and they're you know they're they're one of the best records in, in baseball right now um so i that gave us a little momentum moving in and then the, the split of the doubleheader yesterday um you know we're set us up set us up good for for where we see ourselves going in the second half um you know it's for us i feel like we we need to um kind of uh, eliminate the the record part of the first half and focus on the second half and just try and go out there and play play good baseball and win day by day and and see where that takes us you know forever on the back of your baseball card, or when someone goes to baseball reference, or they go to Wikipedia, forever now it'll say All-Star. Yeah, no, that's, it's pretty cool. It's a cool, uh, it's, it's cool to hear. Um, and that's the thing is I don't, I don't know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I sit there and think about things enough, uh, like personally, like achievements and whatnot. Um, you know, it hasn't really, it hasn't really like sunk in yet uh, for me. You know, going through the old experience and everything, it was awesome. I'll always have those memories. Um, but you know, my, 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 my main focus has never kind of been of, of myself. It's always been, it's always been team, um, team. And I, you know, I'd, I'd rather go out there and win every game and, and, you know, have, have a bad year, but contri- contribute to winning teams and then vice versa. Um, so, you know, that's, that's just how I, I kind of, I see things. Um, so yeah. So it's back to being Paulie Wendy, <laughs> start winning some more games and, you know, at, Hopefully there will be a few more All-Star games, but uh, the first one, obviously, and that was kind of historic, Dodger Stadium and Pujols and Cabrera yeah, and was, all of that was, was uh, awesome. really cool. Well, thank you for coming up to the Treehouse. We appreciate it. Congratulations. Yeah, no thank Once you. again, you did us all proud. Thank you. Down in Los Angeles. <laughs> Unfortunately for Paul, his season is over, but a very good year to build on for 2023. Zach Jackson has done an outstanding at the back of the bullpen for the Athletics. Here's the right-hander. Well, this I, is, is, is this your first appearance on A's Cast Live? Uh, it is, it is. Well, we've been trying to get you. We've been trying to work our people, talking to your people. You're not easy to book. <laughs> hey, I didn't even know I had people, so I'm glad to be here, though. How is everything going for you? Man, going good, yeah. We're uh, right here in the dog days and, you know, just getting through these summer months. Looks like we're kind of coming together. So, yeah, things are going good right now. I think for you and where you are in your career – to have this opportunity to really be a big part at the back of a bullpen 
just has to be every day you can't wait to get to work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I know a lot of guys feel that way. You know, a lot of guys that were maybe just looking for an opportunity who had kind of been sitting in the minors for a while. Um, you know, obviously I was one of those guys, and the way it's gone this year is, you know, we've had a little bit longer leashes to, you know, kind of figure things out up here just because it's such a learning process. But, yeah, obviously coming to the field every day, getting to be in a big league ballpark every day is, you know, something – been dreaming of forever so yeah it's, it's a great opportunity yeah we talk about it all the time and it's whether you know because we see a lot of different players come in and out even though when the a's are having good years that happens and you say you know the great thing about coming to the a's it's the land of opportunity if you do well you will move up if you do well you will play that is the bottom line and that's not always the case in other organizations is that something you know when you came to the a's you realize i'm gonna actually get a legit shot yeah, you know, it was it was something where, you know, I came over here after COVID year where I didn't, you know, even get invited to the alternate site. You know, I'm kind of, you know, just sitting there trying to figure out what my baseball career is going to look like past 2020 and, you know, get over here. And they had made that very apparent that it was like, look, you know, you're essentially playing for your spot. And if you pitch better than everybody else, then you're going to be the guy who moves. And that's really all you can ask for as a player. You know, I know that a lot of times with analytics, the way that it's kind of set up now is you're just really hoping for an opportunity that, you know, your numbers can show it. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely fortunate to be an A because that's kind of how it's gone since I've been over here. Well, right now you're leading, and I don't even know if you guys pay attention to this, you're leading the American League in holds. Now that gives me something to talk about in a show like this, and I do the pre and I do the post and everything. Uh, but for you, does that matter to you to even look at that? You know, I, I think as a rookie it, it doesn't as much. You know, I, I think it's cool to say those things. But like, like you said, I mean, th this has been a big opportunity for me. So yeah. being a rookie, I just want to stay here. You know, I, I know that uh, there's been a lot, lot of opportunity to back end that bullpen this year. And so for me, just being fortunate enough to go out there and have the opportunity to pitch in clutch situations has been the coolest thing for me. You know, I'm, I'm not a big stat guy myself. I kind of – made that a point not to look at it because I think sometimes you can get a little too consumed with maybe, you know, reaching for a certain number or whatever. And, you know, once you get up here, you realize you just need to take the ball and give yourself a scoreless inning, you know, put your team in a position to win a game. So, yeah, I, I can't say I'm too big on the stats, but I, I did not know that. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I love how you come in and you're just airing it out. It's like, <laughs> here it is, fastball slider, here you go. Sometimes you're what I like to call effectively wild. Um, but that can play for you. Yeah. And and that's the thing that people need to realize when you come out of the bullpen is that you're coming in to not pitch to contact. Great to have your defense work behind you, but you don't want a whole, whole lot of contact. Talk about your game plan when you come in out of the bullpen, especially late in games. Yeah, I think that's kind of always been the scouting report around me. Um, obviously, sometimes that, you know, can – be a deficit the way that you know I've been in the past and I think it's been the biggest learning opportunity this first half is like hey you know even though you're not trying necessarily to pitch to hard contact because you have a big league defense behind you sometimes sometimes you have to and I think that's kind of the approach I've taken lately you know I really had a stretch there where it was just the walks were getting out of control and I know it's frustrating to watch it's frustrating to pitch the way that it happened but you know at this point it's just been a mindset that hey if if they can hit it you know see if you can but just trying to go out there with the most confidence you can and you know, saying that the, the coaches believe I should be here for a reason. I'm really going out there with my best stuff. And, you know, to this point, it's worked out pretty well. Sometimes it's release point. Sometimes it's just your body. You're a little out of control with the body. So when, when it's not going well for you, what do you think it is? Yeah, I mean, for anybody who's watched, obviously I don't have the most orthodox mechanics. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it is just timing for me. You know, it's, it's not necessarily I'm a guy, you know, trying to hit an exact spot. It's, you know, usually, you know, cutting the plate in half one way or the other and trying to go there. And, you know, I think just trying to maybe expand where I'm throwing the ball and just making sure it's in the zone or at least, you know, a quality pitch to see if they're going to get something to swing at. And, 
you know, so for me, I think a lot of it's more mentality, even though a lot of people would probably say, no, like your body's off or whatever, just because the way you throw. I think it's probably a combination of both. But honestly, when you get your mentality right, especially at this level that, you know, you can't be scared to face the hitters at this level as good as they are, you know, just be ready to go attack them. And your ability to pitch up in the zone and the ball just, it's one of those, you know, defies gravity type. Your ball stays up. It plays well because batters can't get on top of it. Talk about how that's a strength for you. Yeah, I think that's something, especially working in the offseason. Uh, I've worked with uh, Matt Hobbs. He's a coach at Arkansas now. Um, and even Wes Johnson, who was the guy uh, with the Twins. And that was when I really started understanding analytics and, you know, seeing what my fastball does. And you have that, you know, vertical break, essentially that ride for people who aren't familiar with the terms. And, you start realizing that, like, okay, this is the reason a pitch, you know, succeeds in this part of the zone and really understanding who I was as a pitcher because, you know, how it was growing up, it's, hey, down and away, see if you can locate down there. And then you realize, well, that's not the most effective way for me to pitch. Um, so I think really getting in the offseason, getting in the lab and just kind of understanding who I was, developing, you know, who I was in the minor leagues, trying to not necessarily reinvent myself, but, you know, pitch the way that my body and my, you know, fastball especially plays off of that. So I think a lot of that goes into offseason work and, you know, just tr- really trying to execute it out here. And that's the great thing about the technology that we have in our sport because back in the day they tried to teach everybody i'm a failed old college pitcher myself and everything was live down build it they used to say build the foundation build the house down and you want everything sinking down and now you're a part of a generation where they say no up because they can't there's no launch angle on your high fastball and you're in a huge ballpark if there's a swirling wind right now wait till it gets nighttime go ahead try and hit the ball in the air here so i mean i think that that's really been good for guys like you the fact that if there was just a keep it down and sink it that's not always the best everybody's different and your strengths are different yeah and like i said it's definitely a you know a point to make of emphasis is this ballpark is favorable especially for guys like me who are just needing to prove to yourself hey you need to throw strikes to these guys see what they can do against you and you know you'll have balls that are hit pretty good here and it's like you know you have a great outfield out there um so it's like if I can just keep the ball in the park and it's you know fairly easy to do here compared to maybe some other places so I I think like I said just learn who you are as a pitcher learn your ballpark and really trust in your stuff well, since you brought up Arkansas, do you feel bad that your SEC is ruining college football? <laughs> I mean, do, do you take any responsibility for that? Well, here's what I want to say is I hate it more than anybody because I grew up an OU fan. So I oh, have I have Texas this, and OU in the so SEC. I, you got Texas now, which I've always, you know. With A&M and Missouri? Yeah, always hated Texas, but uh, I grew up with the four of them growing up. Those were, you know, I was a Big 12 guy growing up. Yeah. and. So you have these teams now. My family's all – well, my mom's an OSU fan. My dad and the rest of my family's all big OU fans. So now I have, you know, this rivalry that's going to end up, you know, just developing because Arkansas know you're going to be playing every year. So I can't say I'm the biggest fan of it either because it was kind of nice having the separation of the conferences. Yeah, the big rival for Oklahoma back in the day was Nebraska, yeah. and they're in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's – things have changed. Yeah, I get to hear stories from my dad about, you know – how uh, those 70s Nebraska teams, you know, used yeah. to be just a joy. Some to of the greatest watch. college football mm. games ever was uh, it was well Texas, the Red River Shootout, or what do we call it now? The uh, same, still Red River Shootout. Well, they have a new yeah. name because they don't want shootout. There's a new oh, name okay. for it. See, that might but yeah, but the River, on me. you know what I'm talking about. That Texas Oklahoma has always been big, but Oklahoma Nebraska back mm. when I was a kid was Big Eight, and those were such huge games. And now I'm just trying to follow it. You're like, it just doesn't make and USC. And UCLA in the Big Ten. Yeah, that one doesn't make sense to me. I will say for the OU Nebraska one, though, I got to go. I want to say it was in 2001. It was one of my first football games, but 
Nebraska was one, OU was two, and they came to Norman. And it was, I mean, even to this day, I was probably five years old, but a game I vividly remember just because it was, I mean, such an electric ball game. You have the huge rivalry. I mean, just a great crowd. But, yeah, my dad has kind of instilled, you know, making sure I understand that, you know, Nebraska is right there with Texas as far as how that rivalry is. I've been to, uh, I've done a couple of games at, at Oklahoma. Beautiful and, and a ton of fun. You the Whenever I've done LSU, I've done a bunch of these games, and it's like, our, you know, people just don't get it what college football is life. College football is everything. I mean, I mean, Arkansas, for God's sake. I mean, it's yeah. it's so huge. And the tailgating and the parties. Yeah. People get there like as games on Saturday. These RVs are rolling in on <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, that's one thing that, you know, oh, you have, you have a tailgating atmosphere. But the, that is one thing about the SEC is different. You know, Arkansas hasn't been necessarily a powerhouse since I've been, you know, a fan and obviously an alumni from there now. But, you know, you go to the tailgate, it's a whole different atmosphere. I mean, it's it's half of the enjoyment is, you know, the tailgating before the game. And it's cool because we have actually some family friends who grew up Arkansas fans. And like I said, they're there at 6 a.m., you know, on Saturday, setting up Friday night, whatever. And it's, I mean, just a whole show. You know, that's the emphasis of their weekend is getting that tailgate set up. So it was, that was a whole new atmosphere for me. But, man, it's been cool. And and how about for you USCC guys, is, is Nick Saban ever going to retire? Oh, man. When is this going to end? You hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of got a guy. We got Sam Pittman now at Arkansas who we're kind of building a program. You know, you kind of have the Arkansas culture. But, you know, when you're consistently competing against the recruits that, you know, Alabama's getting and, heck, now even Georgia, I mean, it just seems like that it's just a never-ending thing that you just can't compete with those guys. But, you know, we're, we're coming. We, we feel strong with our team coming this year. We're projecting second in the west so yeah we're feeling good about football season in, in Fayetteville well now that you know we have fun here on A's cast live and foot and my god training camp for the Niners starts tomorrow right yeah Shanahan and Lynch were talking today so it's like uh, college football before you you know it is here you got to come back to the program hey you guys I am I am a huge football guy football and baseball are right here for me so anytime you want I'm, I'm actually a Rams fan so you know I know it's probably LA not, Rams fan so when they were I grew up when they were in St. Louis oh, okay. so when, that, they, when they were there it was always kind of like we had, you know, the greatest show on turf. That yeah. was kind of when I came up with football, and that was, you know, one of the closer teams to me. And then when I moved out to L.A., I was like, ah, oh, with the fandom, I don't know if I, you know, jump off the bandwagon and go somewhere else. But it's worked out now. We got Sean McVay, and, you know, things are looking good with Matty oh, Stafford now. what a year was unbelievable. Too bad you weren't here when the Raiders were here. I used to work for the Raiders, too, and the Raider this place – you could have seen this place for Raider games. I've oh, heard stories. Yeah. Everybody in costumes, and it was <laughs> rocking. Yeah, I would have Teams loved hated to have seen coming that. here. Yeah, no, that's insane. Well, appreciate the time. Keep doing what you're doing, and you know, I don't. I, obviously, you guys don't listen to the post game show, but uh, but there's been some mentions uh, from me saying I could see. Uh, Closing some games out in your career. Yeah, like I said, at this point, you know, we, we have our guys here in the back of the bullpen now that, you know, I, I feel like have been really effective as a whole. So, you know, as as I I guess I would speak for the whole bullpen saying, you know, we are not big stack guys. We don't really care who gets it done as long as we're holding down the score down there. Good stuff. Come back soon. Right, thank you. I always love talking a little college football with some of these guys. Zach Jackson going to be here for some years and helping out this team. How about Daniel Susak? Here is the first-round draft pick for your A's out of the University of Arizona. Daniel, welcome to the program. It's great to have you here. Daniel Susak, the first-round pick for the Athletics, number 19, out of the University of Arizona. This is the first time A's fans get to look at you live. Say hello to A's fans. How's it going, A's fans? I'm excited to be here. I got to think for you, a day like this, taking BP with the big club. We did it with Henry Bolte yesterday, mm -hmm. and it's just got to be an amazing feeling. The Houston Astros are coming out of the field. It's like you're now kind of a part of this fraternity. What's it like? You know, it's really fun. Obviously, you know, getting to hit some big league balls with some big league players is really fun. 
getting to meet all the guys, you know, even guys my brother played with, I think is really fun. And, you know, just trying to take it all in. You know, you, you think about an opportunity like this, what a year it's been, and Chip Hale, your, 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 yeah. your coach, is good friends of ours for his years on Bob Melvin's staff. You know, he was recently on with our buddy Roxy Bernstein talking about you. It's just what a good time, you know, and to be drafted in an organization where you know you're going to get a lot of opportunities, that, that's got to feel great for you. It does. You know, I'm excited to play, you know, at a place that really wanted me. Um, I think that was one thing they emphasized for me, and that's huge for me, somebody that really wants me. And, I, you know, I'm going to do all I can to keep working my way up and help contribute to the team. What was it like going through, let's say, around the 15th pick on? Because, you know, there's teams that like you. They've talked to you. Take us through that process, and then finally at 19, the A's call. You know, it's an exciting process, but it's also very stressful. Stuff's yeah. going fast. Everything's going fast. And I think I knew right around – pick 15 or pick 16 that I was going to the A's and you know it was an exciting phone call just my whole family plus friends 150 people there especially <laughs> from, awesome. from being an hour and a half away I think it was really exciting oh so so what did the A's say when you got on the phone uh you know they talked to me earlier and then obviously they were talking to my agent mainly and they were like you know he's our guy we want him and you know we got it done and I'm sure Chip kind of pumped you up on the A's too right I hope so I hope so so I got to think that worked well. You know, when you think about your game, you're a tall catcher. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, you coming over, what are you, about 6'5"? 6'4". 6'4"? Yeah, so how does that play for you? Give, me, give us your strengths as a big catcher. I think my biggest strength has nothing to do with height. I think it's more leadership back there. You know, understanding that as a catcher, you're nothing without your pitching staff, basically. So trying to get the most out of them. But I think what I do best is throwing, trying to limit the run game, uh, have pretty strong arm so I think that's what I'd probably do best as a catcher yeah he said you can even go Benito Santiago and throw from your knees you like to do that I do I do like to do it sometimes catch people as surprise yeah does that help with your size too the fact the long arms you don't have to get up you don't have to make that turn you can just throw that bullet it does yeah obviously having long levers it's easy you know snap that ball in a second off the knees you know the one thing that uh you know you talk about with catcher is so much people focus on offense but as you said the pitching staff what it means like Offense is always the add-on, especially when you get here. I think of, you know, you know, just across the way, Martin Maldonado. They talk about he can be the, the Astros MVP, and he hasn't done much offensively. It's how he's handled the staff. Just how important it is for you to handle the staff, just not the starters, but to even know all the arms down the bullpen. It's extremely important. I think it's the most important thing as a catcher is handling that staff, getting the most out of them. Because if they aren't comfortable pitching to you, you're not going to get the most out of them. And at the end of the day, if your pitcher pitches good, you don't have to do much as an offense. And then for you, when did you learn it's so pivotal that you not only have to know what guys throw and know the entire staff, you got to know what makes them tick. You got to know what makes them tick in certain situations. You played in the Pac-12, one of the most competitive leagues. You got to know when a guy's coming out, what pitches he needs to throw in those pressure situations. When did you know that's something that I have to know on a daily basis? I think right when I got on campus at college was when I really started to you know, take off there. You know, maybe going to go get dinner with a guy, uh, inviting him over to watch a game, seeing what makes him upset, but also what makes him happy, knowing what he wants to hear and what he doesn't want to hear. Because, you know, there's times for both. Uh, if a guy's struggling, is he a guy that you get on or is he a guy that you, you know, soften up a little bit for? And that's all off the field, in my opinion, getting to know them as a person. How are they in the weight room? How are they as, you know, a student? So I think that's huge. 
That's a leadership quality. And, you, you know, there's one thing. Catchers are always going to be leaders. It's always funny. People never think of the game this way. But it's the only position where everybody looks at you and you look at everybody else. Yeah. It's so unique that way. And there's just whether you want to be a leader or not, you have to be. It's just what the position calls for. Exactly. That's why I love it. I'm playing quarterback my whole life. It's the same way. And I've always liked, you know, having the game in my hands in that aspect. Did you think about playing college football? I did a little bit. Um, if there was no injury risk, it's something I probably would have done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, football I love. I love watching it as well. Tell us about your offensive game. I think I don't get enough credit, in my opinion, for hitting. I think, you know, sometimes I'll swing outside the zone a little bit, but sometimes, you know, I get hits with it. And I've always had the ability since I was little to hit the ball the other way, and I use it to my advantage at times. Uh, have some power in there. Um, I know I think I can tip, tap into a little bit more, but I would say hit over power at the time, and, you know, I think the power will keep coming as I get older. Best story that I've heard about you that made me excited, because one of the things that I don't like covering this game for many, many years is how we become a three-true outcome game, home run strikeouts, walks, and we look up at a scoreboard and see a bunch of guys hitting a buck 90 or 220. I hate that. Mm -hmm. Best story I heard about you was at Arizona, they try and shift on you, you'd beat the shift, and then you'd talk smack to your teammates saying, you can't shift on me, showing that you have back control. Yeah, I would do that to Chip all the time in practice as well. Uh, you know, I just like to light a little fire in practice. You know, sometimes practices need it. But I think Texas Tech tried to do it to me earlier in the year. Um, you know, I'll just take what they give me, you know, because at the end of the year you might want that hit. Maybe it's an extra, you know, three points that could have bumped you up to the next, you know, mark. And so whenever it's there, Thank take it. you. A yep. couple extra hits, and yep. next, you know, it dramatically, you know, I try and tell people all the time, it's a game of math. Mm -hmm. So a few extra hits not only improves just your batting average, because a lot of people got batting averages matter, mm -hmm. but some of those hits may be doubles, but it increases your on base, your slugging, your OPS, your OPS plus, your weighted runs created plus, your war. Everything goes up. It's a game of math. Yep, it's never bad to get an extra hit in there. No, not not at all. And, and and the fact that you understand back control is a big part of your game. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, not every pitch is going to be one that you can drive. So knowing when to, you know, take that single into right versus, you know, a pitch right down the middle, you might take a little bigger swing. You know, maybe it's your pitch. But that low and away slider, you're probably not going to hit very far often. So you take what they give you. So when you think about you haven't played in a while, how eager are you? Because they, you know, they pushed the draft back. I'm glad they did. It made it a bigger deal the past couple of years. But you haven't played in a while. How eager are you to get going? I'm very eager. I'm really excited to play again. You know, it's been a while, I think, since early June. So it's been a little bit over a month. So I'm just excited. Yeah, to play you know. in the regionals, right? Exactly. Yeah. So just excited to go play wherever they send me. Do you know where you're going? I know I'm going to Phoenix first. That's all I know as of now. Okay. Yep. So probably you're going to end up in Stockton to start out? Don't know. We'll see. Uh, I just know tomorrow I'm taking off for Phoenix and then going to Mesa. Is it weird taking this much time off? A little bit. Um, playing baseball and football my whole life, I've never really had like a month to just train. Um, so I think that's the same thing with the off season. It's going to be a great time to you know, keep getting better at the game. You know, one thing that Chip mentioned, and it's so true for guys like yourself, you haven't had a whole lot of failure in your career. There's a reason you're a first-round pick, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the reason why you went to the University of Arizona, one of the great college baseball programs, is because of the success that you have had. But in our game of failure, as you move up, you will deal with that. Have you thought about that at all? I have. I mean, you, you, know, you fail all the time in baseball. If you fail 70% of the time, you're a Hall of Famer. And my freshman fall, I really struggled. I think I hit like 170 my freshman fall, my first time facing college arms every single day. Yeah. But, you know, I just kept working through it, went home, 
for that little bit of a break, worked hard, came back, you know, and earned that starting role my freshman year and kept going with it. Other than catcher, what can you play? I think I can play every position on the field. I just think I get the most out of myself, and so will the team at catcher. That's what I'm best at. But I think I'm athletic enough to play anywhere on the field. So other than what's been the most you have played away from catcher? So in college, if I just say, yeah. you, okay, you're not catching today. you got to play in this game today against the Houston Astros, mm -hmm. one of the best teams in baseball. You can't screw up defensively. Where are you the most? Which glove am I giving you? Where are you the most comfortable? So in my two years of college, I've only played catcher. But I would say first or right. Those would be my two guesses. Okay, so that's versatility. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yep. Because, you know, that's one of the things that is, you know, we want to see you be a catcher and be a catcher here for a long, long time. Yep. But the reality is sometimes to say if there's a catcher already here, can move you. If you got the bat, we can move you to other places. And the fact that you're saying you're comfortable infield and outfield. Exactly. Yep. Very comfortable. Anywhere. Well, that's great stuff. Hey, we appreciate it. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of interviews together. The oh, yeah. next time I'll see you is uh, down in spring training. But go enjoy with your family. We know you got TV and yep. radio to do during the game. But congratulations. It's truly going to be one of the best moments and the fondest memories of your life this day today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. From the first rounder to the second rounder, Henry Bolte out of Palo Alto High School, the local kid, grew up an A's fan, and now – he is in the A's organization. And it's an honor to bring Henry on as we get to learn about a future outfielder for the Oakland Athletics. First of all, congratulations and welcome to the Oakland Athletics. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. You know, it's just, it's a beautiful day out, you know, couldn't, couldn't be happier where I'm at right now. Think about how cool that is that you get drafted by a team in the Bay Area where everybody gets to enjoy and the future could be here for your family. Absolutely. Super excited. I mean, I think that's one of the, the more special things, having my family here and being able to have them come watch me whenever they want, whether it's in Stockton or hopefully in a, in a couple of years out here, you know, at the Coliseum. So take us through the process. It looks like you're committed to the University of Texas. You get drafted by the A's. Why decide to sign with the A's and not go to college? Um, I think, you know, Texas was a huge opportunity and, and a great one also you know playing college baseball is a huge thing but since I was a little kid I always wanted to play in the big leagues and honestly growing up and as, as an A's fan this is the first first game I ever came to was here and so wanted to get my my professional career started and what better place to do it than in Oakland who was your favorite A growing up oh I loved Coco Crisp for a little bit and then uh as I uh, got got a little bit older and more recently, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson were fun to watch. You know, they did a lot of special stuff out on the field. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you look up here and you see Hall of Famers and you think of guys like Reggie Jackson and you think about the tradition and the, the field's name after Ricky Henderson as an outfielder, you're talking about some of the greatest outfielders of all time have worn this uniform. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's that goes back to the excitement of playing for such a historic team like this, you know. It doesn't get much better than the A's in terms of the history and the people that have come through here. It's an unbelievable opportunity to put on the, uh, the A's jersey. So how often did you come to games here in Oakland? Uh, a lot more when I was younger, and I, I tried to through when I got a little bit older. During COVID, I, I stopped coming out a little bit more. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I not not saying I was here at every game, but if I were to come to a game, it would be at the Coliseum over the uh, AT&T. A's fans love hearing that, by the way. We Absolutely. love that. Um, yeah, COVID, just knowing, and we were just talking to Jeff Blum about this because his kids are in high school. My kids are in high school right now. And, you know, it's such a strange time because you lost a year, really, of school. Not not losing a year from the standpoint of, of doing your work, but just socializing and having a high school life 
and I know it changed baseball too, obviously. Um, I, I live in San Jose, so I know how the requirements were in Santa Clara County. It was not easy. Just take us through that time because obviously it was good that you signed with Texas, but you didn't have maybe the same amount of games that other kids had in other states. Yeah, I mean, I think losing that time on the field to get reps in was it was kind of a tough loss for myself and like you said Santa Clara County was a little bit rough but it was a huge huge opportunity for me to get in the weight room and kind of get more physical and improve my game any way that I could so I thought that you know why not take every step to get better because you're either going to get better or worse during that time and so actually COVID was it was a huge help in terms of my uh, path towards getting to Texas and now ultimately sitting here. Yeah, I'll tell you, a lot of the high school kids, they don't have the guns you got. You have been working oh, out. Oh, only a little bit. They, <laughs> You've been they, getting they it gave going. me a smaller shirt, yeah. <laughs> well, you get the smaller shirt, makes you look bigger, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sneaky trick. What was it uh, like taking BP on this field? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. You know, any any chance you get out to get to a big league ballpark and take batting practice. This is the first time taking batting practice with big leaguers, though, so it's a yeah unbelievable experience. You know, this is I, I've had an unbelievable day so far, and, and, you know, it's just it's been amazing, so – Hitting, I'd, I'd keep hitting if they let me, but I, you know, we got they got a game to play. So, well, Stephen Voter I saw come over. I'm sure you watched him growing up. Uh, what was that like, Voter coming up and introducing himself to uh -huh. you? And I'm sure the other players. It's got to mean a lot. Yeah, I, it's one of those more surreal things, you know, when you watch someone on TV or, or you come to games and see him play as a as a fan, and then meeting them as just a, a regular person. You know, it's it's an unbelievable thing, and he's a great dude and, and obviously had have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge to share, and I think just meeting these people and learning from them is a huge thing, and then I'll take as much time around big leaguers as I can get, so it's a it's an unbelievable thing. You know, the one thing about moving the draft back and really making it this big event to go along with the Futures game and the All-Star game and Home Run Derby is the fact that you're signing later. Years past, it would have been June. You'd already be playing by now. Uh, what's the expectation for you? What are they telling you? Where are you going to go? Because I'm sure you want to start playing like tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I was ready to play yesterday, but uh, I'm going out tomorrow morning. I'm flying out to Arizona, so I'll, I'll get out to the complex and, and get rolling with the rest of the guys who just got drafted. And I, they, I, the downtime was nice, but I, I've been ready to play, so I'm, I'm super pumped to get out there, and I'm just going to go out and compete the minute I get out there, so I'm super excited for that. Give us a scouting report because I, I got one on you here. Big power, speed combination. You tell us, self-scouting, who are you as a player? I'm a guy who's going to play play with a lot of energy and play hard out there. So any free 90 I can get kind of running hard down the line on the ground ball, stealing bases, I think that's a huge thing that you don't see a ton in the game anymore. And I, it, It's something that I take pride in and I have a lot of fun. And then, you know, I like to do damage in the box. And so I try to hit the ball hard and then get running. And so bring that to the outfield too, run the ball down, and, and really just play with a lot of high energy. What's your favorite position? Center field, for sure. I love it. Yeah. Go get it. Oh, yeah. Go get it. Throw guys out. It's a lot of fun. And that's the one thing that we always loved about Coco is Coco, I mean, Coco played reckless out there. I mean, he threw his body around. And if you grew up a big Coco fan, you watched him rob home runs. And now we see it with Ramon Laureano. Hopefully Christian Pache will, will be one of these guys. There's just there's something special. Like what you do offensively is always so key, but – Playing out here and being able to rob home runs and being that athletic guy is something special. Obviously, you have to see yourself as one of those type types of players. Absolutely. That's a, that's a reason why I love center field is, is you not only get to impact the game on offense, like you said, producing and doing damage, but you can really take away runs on the defensive side. So you have a lot more chances to go get the ball and make things happen defensively as well as offensively. Family here today? Yeah, I got my, uh, my sister, my, my, my brother, or my sister, my dad, and my mom. Brother's out of town. I mean, pretty cool, huh? Oh, that's 
no better place in Oakland. I can get everyone out here. I love it. I mean, to think about this opportunity and starting your, your career. And, and the one thing I think for we have a lot of high school kids and high school players that watch, you know, the great thing about, you know, getting drafted like this is that you still have the opportunity to go to school. Mm-hmm. The A's will still pay for your school. So a lot of people think, ah, he's going to pro ball. No, you still have your opportunity to Absolutely. get your education. Yeah, I think that's super important. I think it's a huge thing just across baseball that they've been doing, you know, providing that opportunity because it is a big – big trade-off to kind of forego that and, and come or do the baseball route, but I think that's a huge thing. So keep it in mind, you can still that's still an opportunity for you. It is huge. Well, A's Cast Live, this is where the big leaguers hang out, and hopefully we're going to have you for many, many years on this so. show. And the next time I'm going to see you is spring training. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Where Are you going to – so after Arizona, is it probably Stockton, or where, where do you think you're I, going? We're going to find out. i got to get out there and start playing. That's That's all I know so far. Get out and get going. You're living the dream. Absolutely. Good Doesn't luck get to you. Appreciate it. Awesome stuff. We'd like to thank Paul Blackburn, Zach Jackson, Daniel Susak, and Henry Bolte for joining us on A's Cast Live. And thank you for listening to A's Unfiltered. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.